0: You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. His state has been ravaged by the coronavirus with almost a quarter of a million confirmed cases. And now he's using his executive authority to mandate strict workplace restrictions. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy joined the Washington Post to discuss the Garden State's response to the global pandemic and what future actions he's considering. Let's listen. Hello, I'm Bob Costa, national political reporter at the Washington Post. Welcome back. To Washington Post Live, we will continue this afternoon our our series on leadership during crisis about the coronavirus pandemic. Our guest is a returning guest, New Jersey's Democratic Governor Phil Murphy. Governor Murphy, welcome back to Washington Post Live.
1: Good to be back, Bob. Thanks for having me.
0: New Jersey, the Garden State, a great state, but it's been through some tough times with this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, you've been spiking. Uh, In in recent weeks, what is the latest on the pandemic in New Jersey?
1: You're absolutely right. I mean, you and I have been together uh, way back. This this is now deep into our eighth month. We paid one of the biggest tolls of any American state in terms of loss of life. But the good news is and was that we crushed the curve and got to a really good place. But there's no question a second wave is upon us. Uh, the, the, we've had cases now, uh, four-digit positive cases for weeks. Uh, folks are still passing away. Hospitalizations are back up over 1,200 as of today. And so we're combining uh, surgical strikes into communities with testing, tracing, enforcement, public service in multiple languages uh, on the one hand and consideration of other broader steps on the other, which I think we'll inevitably have to take. Uh, New Jerseyans have done an extraordinary job by the millions, but there's a lot of pandemic fatigue right now, understandably. And we're going to have to take some steps here to do our best to get those numbers uh, contained.
0: So, Governor, what are those steps going to be? Are you going to stop indoor dining?
1: What's the plan? I hope we don't have to do that, Bob. Um, But I I think it will be a combination of a number of things where we're looking at cross-state Sports-related uh, tournaments uh, appear to be a source of concern. We get a number of bartenders who have uh, showed up uh, of late uh, testing positive. So we're looking at our bar policy, and for us, by the way, it's sit-down only. But that's something that we want to look at. Some communities have uh, put essential, uh, non-essential businesses uh, have put a stoppage time on them. That's something that's on the list that we're looking at. A number, a number of alternatives here.
0: You've seen across the pond the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. They're going to another lockdown, another shutdown of businesses. Is that going to be necessary in New
1: Jersey? You're not Arizona. You have cold winters in Jersey. We do. We do. Listen, Bob, I hope not, but we have to leave everything on the table. There's just no other uh, responsible way to answer that. Uh, Again, I hope it can be a combination of palatable but effective steps on the one hand, with surgical strikes on the other hand, such that we can contain any second wave, but also keep our businesses, uh, even if at modest capacities open. One interesting data point, uh, schools have been open for over two months. We still have very modest number of uh, outbreaks or in-school transmissions, Uh, 30 something uh, cumulatively over the past couple of months in a building uh, in, in a in a school system, rather with over three thousand buildings, uh, so that is continuing to look well within any acceptable range, and that's encouraging. But is there a
0: deeper story on schools? Are are students even if they're not contracting the virus or showing symptoms, are they spreaders? Are you learning anything more about that?
1: They they certainly can be. Uh, and, and by the way, the number of cases that we've had include both students, educators administrators, uh, but and and there's been the the cross-generational concern that we've had from day one. Uh, The only thing I'd say is the in-school experience doesn't appear to be exacerbating uh, something that we already know exists. We've now got, I think, over 500 of our districts are in at least a hybrid mode. 170, I think, are all remote, and then there's just about 100 that are fully on in person. So after two months, uh, it's more than anecdotal evidence. We've got a fair, fairly good set of evidence here uh, on the school picture. When you talk about surgical
0: strikes, what does that mean if there's a, a community of uh, multi-generational homes, uh, people living in homes together, multi-generations, it's, it's fall, it's going to be winter soon. How do you have a, a surgical strike, as you say, in in a, a community where people are packed into apartments? in sure. a cold weather environment?
1: Yeah, I'll give you what we do, uh, but I'll also be fully uh, uh, accepting of that concern because it is a real concern and there's no good answer to it. So I'll give you an example. Lakewood is one of our fastest growing communities of the state in Ocean County. Uh, just in and around the, the high hol- Jewish holidays, there was a spike up, a flare up of cases in and around Lakewood. We worked with the elected leaders, we worked with the faith leaders, and we plussed up resources in testing, tracing, enforcement, public service. We did it as a team, and it and it appears by all accounts to have worked. So that's the good news, and that's a model that we're applying elsewhere. Right now, as I speak with you in Newark, a much larger community, uh, a similar approach. In that case, for instance, the East Ward of Newark has a lot of Portuguese Americans, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our bullhorn is in both English and in Portuguese. But to your very good question, Bob, a lot of the transmission right now, you know, with all due respect to what I said about bars and hockey and or, or other sports or uh, hours of non-essential businesses, a lot of the transmission is is taking place in private set settings, including multi-generational households, and that's hard to regulate. It's even harder to effectively. Enforce compliance. It's why we're concerned about the scale of upcoming Thanksgiving <clears throat> celebrations and other holidays. Uh, that's hard. That's that's a lot of bullhorn. That's a lot of appealing to people to do the right thing. Um, and you and you know this a huge, disproportionate amount of impact since day one on communities uh, on Black and Brown communities and among other contributing factors. There is a much higher uh, percentage of multi generational. Uh, Packed-in living circumstances,
0: Governor. When you you used the word pandemic fatigue a few uh, minutes ago, but what about pandemic legal liability for your executive orders? You've been uh, pretty forceful as an executive, issuing different edicts about how people should comply with state rules and regulations. Not just state workers, but private sector workers. Have you faced any kind of legal challenge to what you've been doing in New
1: Jersey? Yeah, we've we've faced legal challenges, and as I sit here today, and I'm not trying to brag about this, we're we're undefeated. You 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 raise a good point. I, there's an executive order that just went into effect uh, largely this morning at 6 a.m. on workplace conditions and the obligations of employers on the one hand, and the rights of employees on another. And I should say that most the overwhelming amount of employers have been doing the right thing and didn't need this executive order to to force their hand. But we want to make sure that they are doing the right thing across all workplaces um, a we owe that to the to the workers in this state but b it's another weapon this is another weapon we don't have that many weapons against this pandemic in the absence of therapeutics in the absence of a vaccine it's this, the basic stuff social distancing face coverings washing hands with soap and water etc this gives us another weapon in the workplace to hopefully get at the at the cases and and, and reduce them What's the reaction
0: of the small business community in New Jersey?
1: Listen, they're in a world of hurt to begin with. So this is, today is not like the, the earth fell upon them. Uh, they've been in an awful shape. Uh, it, I think they're accepting. I mean, they're, 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 I just got off the phone with one a short while ago. Our economic development authority helped out this, 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 this little mom and pop shop that does home decorating. Uh, and she said to me, listen, It's crushed my business, but I understand it. I think most people are in that position. I will use this opportunity, Bob, though, to scream out I hope sooner than later, sooner than later, and in in the lame duck and not waiting until uh, January, we need another huge step dose of federal stimulus. And a big chunk of that should be going to our small businesses who are in desperate need restaurants, bars, and small businesses generally. Uh, we can't leave people hanging. Folks who are unemployed, uh, you know, we we built as a country a nice economic bridge in the spring into the early summer, and that bridge has been taken out from under the feet of the of, of small businesses and workers. We've got to get back to that, asap.
0: So here in Washington, the, the Congress is going to consider a stimulus package in the coming weeks. Who knows if it's actually going to get passed? We've been talking about this for a long time. But let's say Senator Booker uh, gives you a call or Senator Menendez, and they said, hey, look, the Republicans gained seats in the House. It's a narrow, almost deadlocked Senate on the horizon. We can't have every single request we want in this stimulus package for New Jersey. It's going to be maybe narrower in scope than it would have been a, a few weeks ago. What's a must have for your state in the next package?
1: So, Bob, don't get mad at me. I don't accept the premise of the question. I mean, this is about America. It's not just about New Jersey. It's about red states, blue states. We need, you know, that phrase, go big or go home? The Republican Senate. But they uh, haven't gone big, and they,
0: they, they've stayed in Washington. There
1: hasn't been a bill for quite some time. I mean, it's, it's come on. I mean, and I, and I blame it on the Republican Senate more than I do on, on the administration in this case. It's got to have state and local aid, it's got to have extension of unemployment insurance, small business support. Um, it's got to have help for hospital systems, transit systems, the basic stuff. it's th- these are not, gosh, we, if we got three out of these four, we'll be okay as a country or any given state. We need it all. Uh, this is a historic moment, and we're coming up small, and we'll pay an enormous price for that uh, in the years ahead if we if we continue to come up small. Is the president coming up small? On stimulus, based on our conversations with him and his people, uh, I think he's wanted to get something done, in fairness, on this particular point. Uh, in, in, in the administration, in our deepest, darkest hour of need, we have been able to find common ground, and I will forever, be forever grateful for that. As it relates to a national, forward-leaning, aggressive policy against the virus, uh, it has not been as it should be. Uh, whether it's face coverings, which, which, with, which they've allowed to be politicized, um, manufacturing of essential PPE and ventilators and all the stuff that we need. Again, we found common ground in our hour of need, but it needs to be more than that. It needs to be better than that. And the cases are going up and not down. Um, I, 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 there's, a, there's a lesson I learned a long time ago. If you let a crisis drag you, You'll never get out ahead of it. The key is to get out ahead of it. And that's what we still need to do.
0: What does it mean, Governor Murphy, for the federal response, the state, uh, the state outlook? If President Trump follows the advice of some of his supporters, you heard the chance, and fires Dr. Anthony Fauci, maybe not directly, but he finds a way to release Dr. Fauci from his post.
1: That's an awful, awful result. Uh, Tony Fauci has been great to New Jersey, both publicly and privately with me and my team and helping us get through this. He's married to a Jersey gal. I have to get make sure I get that on the record. Uh, he's been phenomenal. And he calls balls and strikes. I mean, he's been great with us even when he was telling us stuff that wasn't terribly pretty to hear. Uh, the, the, the nation is screaming out for role models uh, who are responsible, who stand for the right things. Who do the right things? That it's a Churchill moment. Remember early in the in the in the war before the Americans had gotten in and the Germans had just clobbered everybody on the continent. Uh, Churchill uh, both uh, told folks the tough, hard truth, as bad as it might be, but also gave folks a path of hope. That's what Tony Fauci does. That's what we need more of, not less of, right now in our country. Sounds like you just read Eric Larson's *The Splendid and
0: the Vile*. It's a good book. About Churchill I not only and
1: the Blitz. absolutely. I, I did read it about six months ago. It's one of the better books. He's a great author. I was the U.S. ambassador to Germany in my prior life, and uh, and and read his also his in the Garden of Beasts, which is another extraordinary book about 1930s Germany.
0: Are you uh, learning any lessons from the European experience? You have more close contacts there than probably any other governor
1: yeah, I mean, uh, that's a fair point, particularly the Germans, but we we are in touch with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of folks uh, in in a variety of countries there, Italy as well. One painful lesson is this thing can come back, and it is coming back. We're living it ourselves, but they're they're probably a half a beat or two ahead of us. Um, and I think we've we've got a good amount of back and forth, uh, both just anecdotal looking at what they're doing, but also speaking with them. Uh, and 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 it informs our steps without question. We also look at what other American states are doing. Uh, we've got a regional compact here. We rely especially on New York and Connecticut. Um, so we 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 do look at Europe. We look at anywhere in the world where we think uh, a there's a danger that we may not be anticipating, or b where there's a step that's being taken that we think may make sense in New Jersey. And there's a lot of that going on.
0: Governor, you don't have to name names here, but I would love your, your candid view of this question, your candid, a candid answer. You're in touch with pharmaceutical CEOs. They're stretched along Route 1 in New Jersey. Uh, that's a powerhouse industry in your state. They're developing vaccines at this moment. There's concern in Washington, particularly among Democrats, that the process is being politicized by President Trump and the way he's handling it and trying to force it forward. Are pharma executives in conversation with you in confidence, expressing alarm about how the administration's handling the vaccine, or do they think it's pretty smooth sailing? What's the real take?
1: Yeah, I don't want to speak for them. And you're right, we're in touch with them all the time, and medical experts more broadly, uh, and scientists. uh, This is obviously something that uh, I'm not one, but we spend a lot of time in their company. And New Jersey, you're absolutely right, has a disproportionate presence of bio and pharmaceutical companies, I don't want to speak for them, but I will say this. Um, they have been consistent, and, and, and that's something that I want to make sure that folks hear that because it's been refreshing for me. They're not going to do anything, uh, at least in the conversations I've had, that's going to put their brand, put their reputation at risk. They're going to do this um, in, in, the, in the right, responsible way. I, I had a concern. I think a lot of people had a concern. I'm going to go back and say so to August, September. Uh, in the conversations that we've had, and by the way, we've got a federal, obviously, reality, but in, then in New Jersey, both in how we distribute it equitably, but also how we kick the tires. We obviously, as you say, d- deal with the private sector folks. I don't have that concern today. I actually do believe that the checks and balances are, are, are real. They're sufficient. Uh, and you do have people who are the folks you'd want to have at the table, like Tony Fauci, uh, very much involved in this. So the answer is I feel good about it today. Again, I'm not a medical expert, I'm not a scientist, but we lean on their input and advice. And I'm convinced these companies uh, would not put themselves on the line unless it was uh, they were doing this in a responsible, typical way. Um, and and I, I believe that is the case.
0: When you say kick the tires, Governor Murphy, does that mean you're gonna have an independent review of a vaccine in New Jersey or if the FDA approves a vaccine, is safe and efficacious, you're ready to help implement its distribution in
1: New Jersey? Yeah, it means both. It means both. So we will rely on the feds, but we we have our own independent uh, uh, commission and council in the state, both in terms of efficacy and safety on the one hand, but also d- equitable distribution on the other. Uh, and we will continue our very close uh, engagement with the with the corporations that have been developing this, whether it's Moderna or J&J or Pfizer or AstraZeneca or whoever it might be, we're in touch with them constantly, and we will continue to, to do so.
0: Are you worried that some New Jersey residents will just simply not take a vaccine uh, because they fear vaccines? And, and what's your plan to deal with that type of person?
1: I am worried. There is a minority but very well-organized vocal block of so-called anti-vaxxers, and that is a legitimate concern. I don't think it's beholden only to New Jersey, uh, but it is a concern. And part of our plan, and our Commissioner of Health, Judy Persichelli, has done a brilliant job at this, is public relations, public engagement, Uh, and that is underway. We are not gonna wait until we have the vaccine to begin that process. Uh, We wanna make sure folks know that if it isn't safe, if it isn't efficacious, uh, we're not gonna proceed. But if we do proceed, They have to know that at many levels, uh, we have done that tire kicking that you asked me about, both federally, locally, as well as with with private sector, other research universities, etc., and that it is safe. And if it weren't, we would not be going forward. But that is a concern without question.
0: Speaking of the issues of safety, uh, Mm -hmm. marijuana has now been legalized in New Jersey. That's an initiative you supported. You support the legalization, but what about the real world consequences of marijuana legalization? Have you studied what has happened in Colorado? What are you trying to work against, if anything, from happening in your state as you move forward on
1: that? Yeah, I've been for it for a long time and I'll tell you how I got there, but one of the things I've always said is, I'm glad we weren't the first state to go down this path uh, because you can learn a lot from other states. So what happened on Tuesday, if folks who are watching uh, did not see this, uh, we had a, a referendum on the ballot that passed overwhelmingly, I think two to one, uh, that we would begin the process of legalizing adult use, adult use, 21 and up, uh, recreational cannabis. We have had we're we were one of the first states to have medical marijuana. Uh, my predecessor didn't really build that industry out. We have built that out aggressively, but this is a big step in the recreational side. I got there for a very simple reason. Uh, we inherited a state that had the widest white non white gap of persons incarcerated in America, and the biggest contributing reason was low end drug offense. So we said, you know what, that, that, that can't go on. So the, I got to supporting this. I'm a father of four. This was not a natural act for me. I got there because of social justice, and we've been pounding away. We tried to do it legislatively and could not get it done. Uh, it, it, the, the will of the people was always overwhelmingly in favor of it. And it got done in a big way on Tuesday. We now have to do enabling legislation. We now have to set up a commission, an executive director, commissioners, and begin the actual build out of the industry. And they will, I don't wanna speak for them, they will absolutely go to town on what's worked and what hasn't worked in other states. It could be, I hope it isn't, but it could be as much as a year from now until this this is an industry that is actually up and running. There's a possibility that the medical distributors, assuming they could prove that they've got enough supply for their medical patients or customers, will be able to get started sooner on the adult side. But that's that's where it is, and I'm thrilled we're able to take this step.
0: Let's talk about the Democratic Party, your party. Uh, A complicated night on Tuesday. We're still seeing if Vice President Biden is actually going to be president-elect. Republicans made some slight gains in the House. The Senate looks very tight. We'll see if that remains in Republican control or not. But Governor Murphy, I remember in 2009, I went to cover the gubernatorial race in New Jersey, Corzine versus Christie. It was the first year of the Barack Obama presidency. And Chris Christie, a Republican, was able to win in New Jersey, a blue state in 2009, during the pursuit of the Affordable Care Act as the Democratic Party went after that issue. You're on the ballot next year in 2021. You're running for re-election in New Jersey. Are you concerned about your party moving too far to the left in the coming year and perhaps damaging your chances in 2021? Or should Vice President Biden pursue a progressive agenda?
1: Listen, I, uh, I'll, I'll speak first of the f- inside the four walls of New Jersey, which I obviously know the best, although I'm hoping you're right that he becomes sooner than later uh, President-elect Joe Biden. Uh, I've known him a long time. We've worked together over the years, and I'm a huge fan. And he's exactly what the country needs. So we had elections on Tuesday in New Jersey, and I I ran and continue to call myself a pro-growth progressive. Proudly progressive, but also I got elected to fix the economy, meaning grow it. It hadn't grown under the years before we got here, and to make it fairer and make it work for everybody. So we've pursued those those avenues. Um, and I would say so far, uh, almost three years in, we've, we've been exactly the, the, the governing administration that we predicted would be as, as candidates. We passed a millionaire's tax. We have marijuana. we have fully funded public education. Uh, we're the number one public education system in America. We're investing in infrastructure. So we're not just progressive for the sake of being progressive. We're progressive uh, because we believe that's how you build the best state. And that's how we're going to continue. To build it? Will we be focused on job growth uh, like a laser? Property tax relief, you betcha. Making sure folks say, you know what, this is a state where you get good value for money, even if it's not the lowest cost state to live in America. I think beyond the four walls of New Jersey, as I mentioned a minute ago, Joe Biden is exactly what this country needs right now. And I think what our party needs right now. And with the Senate in the other party's hands, it looks like, although I'm holding out hope, you never know. But if that is the case, um this is a guy who as president is going to have to find common ground and that literally is this guy's entire life. You couldn't if you if you said, okay, the the part uh the, the president is going to be defined over the next number of years as someone who is able to be principled as a democrat, so not sell out as principles, but also someone who's adept and earnest about finding common ground. I don't think there is anybody alive today, maybe in our history, who is better built for that particular position. I expect it will be smart, progressive um, uh, administration in Washington. It'll certainly be an administration that is laser focused about bringing us together as a country, letting the politics fall where they may. Uh, That's what he has to do. That's what Joe Biden will do. Uh, And that's good for everybody, Democrats, Republicans. The most important thing is we're Americans, and he gets that.
0: Are you 100% running for reelection in 2021? Or if Vice President Biden becomes President Biden, would you consider serving in the cabinet if
1: asked? I would be flattered, but I am 100% all New Jersey all the time.
0: What about a role? As a coronavirus pandemic coordinator, while staying governor, could you see yourself doing something like that?
1: I'm I'm, I'm flattered you'd even raise it, but uh, putting aside whether or not I'm qualified to do that, because I think that person probably either should have medical and scientific uh, pedigree or have people certainly surrounding them. I'd be concerned, Bob, about my day job. I, I got to I've got to be laser focused, one hundred percent. It's one thing to be—I'm the chair of the Democratic Governors Association. It's—it's so one thing to put an hour here or there to get on a Zoom or make calls, uh, consult with candidates, raise money, whatever it might be. But 99.9% of my life is—is is managing the state of affairs in New Jersey, and particularly with a pandemic that's re-emerging, I—I just can't see how that could coexist with doing my, the day my day job with something of of that significance.
0: Final question, Governor Murphy. When you step back this week and look at the election, uh, the American people did not give a huge repudiation to President Trump. Uh, That seems to be pretty evident from the results, uh, despite a very turbulent four years. Uh, What does that tell us about America? What does the the election in 2020 tell us about America?
1: It's a great question, Bob. I mean, it tells me once again that The experts who claim to know where our heartbeat and pulse is have gotten it maybe not completely wrong, but they got a lot of this wrong. Um, And I'm not sure I understand why yet. I haven't done any forensic study. It's probably too early. The part that got right, though, importantly, is the country is, and I hope it's sooner than later, and I hope everybody does the responsible thing here, the country did get it right uh, in terms of who they need as our president to try to bring us together again. To try to heal our nation, so that part, again, it may be tighter than folks had wanted or expected, but we we got that right. Uh, again, I'm God willing and I hope that that's where it ends up, and Joe Biden is president-elect, Joe Biden. But I think we have to acknowledge that we've got you know we've got big uh, differences still in our country. Uh, we have to accept that, and we can't we can't vilify each other. We can't uh, call the other folks out. We've got to figure a different, not just our style, but our substance of governing. Try to get back to finding the commonality, the things that do bind us together as Americans. Uh, And I think that's the the, the closeness of this election screams out the need for that. And I'm hoping that as a nation led by a president, Joe Biden, uh, that we do exactly that.
0: Governor Murphy, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Bob. Thanks for listening. To hear more interviews from this series and other
1: Washington Post Live programs, visit us at WashingtonPostLive.com.